Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 116 of the Worldwide Shelves podcast. It's your host, Matt, back again after what has felt like a long time. And I am joined, which has even been for a longer time, uh, Jester's back again, just us two. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing excellent. I, uh, You know, we, we played brilliantly on Saturday, and that just, you know, we, we play like the second round of game for a weekend. It's not like you're playing the last match of the weekend. And that, that sets your whole tone, right? If it's a shit game, it, you know, you're going to have a bad weekend. But luckily for us, hey, something's happened. It's almost like we have a wizard at Chelsea. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to quote certain uh, fictional films. Uh, not just yet. We'll, we'll get into that a bit more later on. Um, I don't want to use up all now. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot has happened since we've last spoken. Um, Chelsea was almost ripped apart, put back together again. I mean, just to sum it up, basically everyone's been fired from the board, manager, physio, probably the cleaner. Probably the hot dog guy is probably next. Um, the whole club has been turned upside down. New people in. Uh, well, nearly. We've still got a few people to get in. Um, except, obviously, the players remain, as usual, um, apart from the guys that we've got in the summer. And, well, we've, we've won games. We've drawn games. We've had lows. We've had highs. Um, how would you sum up, before we get into the game yesterday, how would you sum up the last few weeks for you? Well, uh, I would say that the beginning of the season, quite chaotic, you know, if you want to use a word. Um, it, that's, that's a fan looking on the inside. I know from the ownership perspective, this was all planned out the first hundred days, see where we were at. Um, and, and look, I, I you know, I, what I do for a living, I'm an instructor mentor. So I talk to people about, I not only instruct them in, uh, on technical stuff, but I instruct them in ways of life. And when a relationship, when you when you're in a relationship and something traumatic happens, like a uh, like you know in 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 a husband wife type thing, it could be a, a child passing. That can that can just destroy whatever good thing or love was in that relationship and cause it people to go their separate ways just because it gives the, the, the uh, traumatic experience. And I, 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 you know, it's not as bad as that, but in, in, in football terms, the, the sanctions and, and, and everything being heaped maybe a little bit more on, on Tuchel's shoulders during that time with answering those questions and, and that, you know, everybody not knowing what was going to happen next. I think that was a traumatic enough experience in that relationship to where, you couple that with with Tuchel's insistence on perfection. You know, uh, Germans are known they want to strive for perfection. And yeah, and I don't. Nice. I, I think that maybe some of that stress and you know his stress in his personal life as well during that time. Maybe some of that came off to the players, as in uh, it was. You know, the pressure was just building and building with the, the players and. Uh, it, it might have all just gone south from there, and, and um, maybe for him himself too was a, um, you know, not only did he get new owners, he got a, a new person in his, his personal life. Maybe it was um, everything was new, and you know, they're just again. You, I don't want to heap everything on Tuchel. It, you know, most times in relationships when they break up, it's a fifty-fifty. Uh, even split of, of blame to go around. There's enough, you know. There's enough there on both sides that could be um, that that you can turn to and point to and say it's this or that. But for me, you know, Todd Todd Bowley and and that group are the new owners, and they didn't think that Tuchel fit, fit what they were trying to put in place, and so they moved him on. And you know, everybody's favorite Englishman. Uh, Graham Potter, everybody, that's, if, if you were to pick up one coach that was English that everybody thought, hey, he's going to be something, it would be Graham Potter. 
So really nobody, no other, no other fan bases can say anything because every, everybody, if you were going to English manager, you said Graham Potter. Yeah, definitely. Right? I think every, I think most fan bases, if they said, if they wanted someone that's English and unfortunately a lot of English fans do generally want an English manager. It's just the way it goes. Um, it's how the cookie crumbles. Graham Potter was on the lips of Arsenal fans, on the lips of Tottenham fans, on the lips of most fans probably outside of Liverpool and City because they don't see a time when Klopp and Pep is not there, um, which is obviously in some cases, in Man City's case, kind of understandable. Um, Liverpool's case, maybe not, um, depending on how <laughs> things go in the next few games. But yeah, I mean, I have calmed down since it. I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this kind of now and not in the days um, after. I was on holiday at the time, so that didn't really help. Because I woke up, I was, as I was saying on one of the streams, I was just having a nice breakfast in sunny Lanzarote, enjoying the sun, enjoying my time, sunbathing, enjoying life. Nothing was going wrong. And I thought, oh, let's just check my phone just for a bit of football news. And then I saw that and that kind of almost ruined my day a little bit. I was kind of like, oh, what has just happened? Um, obviously, we've had bundles of information come out from some that I, I, I probably would say most of it is wrong. I don't believe some of these things you look at and you just can't believe from both sides, from Bowley saying that he picked a 4 4 3 or uh, certain things Tuchel's done. I just some of it don't you don't believe. Um, I do think, as you said, that both parties are have probably done some wrong. I do have, I feel I do feel like I have a lot of sympathy for Tuchel because, as you said, he he's going he was going for a lot a big tough time personally. He, in his opinion, brought the club through one of its hardest times. Um, almost was the steady man of the ship. Really, um, you've got players who. None of them, bar a couple, really deserved to say that they were playing for the club, uh, playing for the shirt in the Chelsea way that you'd expect. Um, so, I mean, and with to what Tuchel had done in his time, you couldn't really argue with what he's done in terms of trophies and finals and stuff that he's done. Um, but I do understand that some, normally with an owner, especially with a new owner in football, the manager that is there, the structure that is there doesn't normally stay for long. Um, obviously, that was under invest. That was under kind of a thing. I personally think if obviously it might not have gone down well at the time. If Bowley was just completely honest and said, "I'm reviewing everything and everyone, including manager," and almost prepared us that this could happen, might have gone down a little bit better. Um, I think it was just an opportunity, distant moment. I didn't like the kind of some of the alleged planning behind the scenes as it just it just kind of seems a little bit weird and snaky to me but there you go it, it is what it is i'm happy i'm happy to have graham potter i will see how it goes because i i'm struggling to believe that this is a long-term project just because it's chelsea football club um but i'm ready to be proved wrong and i'll happily want to be proved wrong if it is um i just think at the moment i as I've stated, I think Pot will be a very rich man in two years' time um, when that five-year contract uh, compensation money comes in. But we'll see. I, I back Graham Potter. I think he's done well so far. Um, we'll see how long it lasts because some of these players like to throw managers under the bus. Um, we'll see how see if Potter can handle that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going well uh, at the moment, so I can't complain too much. Um, which remind, which just go, goes into obviously the last two games. Perfect results, really. Three 0 against AC Milan to give our Champions League back on track, um, and a three 0 win at Wolves. Um, Jesters, what did you think of not just obviously the Wolves game but the AC Milan game? Yeah, well, first of all, remember when we first got the three sponsorship on podcast? You always ask me what, my, what I think the score would be. It was three nil because of the three sponsor. But we have to we might have to run that back, you know. For the last two games, that's been the score line three nil, three nil. 
Um, has it been top of what this this group of players can do? You know, best that they can do in their pop? No. Uh, I really don't didn't didn't really think we came out of second gear in either game. Uh, but three nil victories and basically two different squads doing the three nils, um, which there's not too many teams right now in the Premier League. Uh, probably just I could probably just name one Man City that could rotate that much and still look the same, right? I couldn't, you know, if I guess you could quibble about things here and there with with both of them. Uh, that were difference between the two matches, but three nil and three nil, you don't get much, much more closely matched than that. And so, to me, that's the most impressive thing, which tells me that the squad is already bought into what grandfather's uh, preaching, right? Because you, it's not only the starting players, the starting eleven, as you would term it, but the, the entire squad, when called upon, or 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 Playing better than they done in two pool um, this season. We're going to keep it this season, and of course, uh, the results you can't really. It's a pick 'em, right? They they don't they're, they're, those two two squads produce the same results on the pitch. Uh, both needed. Maybe you could say Wolves team is is not as good as the Milan team. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's still but a Premier League team. To be fair, though, I'd argue. Wolves as a team, they're not playing very well in terms of position at the moment, and they haven't got many wins. But they don't get beat comprehensively. Like, when's the last time you saw that Wolves get beat three, four nil by a team? Even, no, even the bigger no. teams. Wolves normally they lose, but they lose with not many goals being conceded. Yeah, I, you know, it was uh, the scoreline didn't accurately re- represent the, the chances we created, and. Uh, you know, due to players not being on form because they haven't played very many minutes, uh, I would suggest that maybe we should have had five. We could have had five in that first half. Yeah, I mean, um, you, there was a, there was a, there was a, quite a few that uh, it looked like they hadn't played in a while, right? Yes. Or hadn't played a whole lot this season. So, mind obviously, you that, that, mind you, there were some that you can't really use that excuse because they get to play all the time. That, that, yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. going to dig out a certain player yet. <laughs> no, I, I. But you know, uh, a lot, a lot has changed since Potter's come in, and uh, the team seems to be rolling with it. And this is what you want in a season. You want to build. You don't you want to start out with like a house on fire, because you know th- what happens is the house eventually burns down. You run out of fuel, and uh, you know there's a, a few teams that you're looking at right now, uh, mainly the ones sitting at the top of the table. And for me, I've watched them play, and they're playing well. You have to give them; they deserve them to be where they are. But they play a very high intense game of ball. They have to to cover uh, some of some of the. Um, you know, some of their deficiencies in defense. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm struggling for words sometimes. That's fine. <laughs> um, but that's great. You can, you know, as, as, as long as you can keep that intensity up, you, you're going to do well. As soon as you get so many games on your, under, on your legs and you're not rotating because the, the squad's not deep, that intensity is going to drop off. Or you're going to start seeing muscle injuries start popping up. And then what happens? So you don't want to burn out, flame out too quickly. We did that uh, last year as well. Started out, you know, first place, first place until we weren't. And then it was a struggle because you lose that momentum. And uh, once you lose that momentum, sometimes it's hard to get it back. Especially when the teams around you have, you know, the momentum on their side. So to me... You know, Arsenal fans should enjoy it while they last, but I don't, you know, I I think City will beat them next week and it'll be City first and 
that'll be the the, the end of it because I don't think I don't see without uh, a big time injury from Holland or or De Bruyne I don't see them falling away. Um, you know, that's the only hope for the rest of us. Uh, while those two pe- players are on the pitch, it's uh, how many do you want to score, right? Uh, you get the best deliverer of, of, of passes and, and the best probably finisher on the planet right now. Um, so, uh, but so you want to build, and uh, we're still we're winning games comfortably right now, the last two, and we're in second gear. So we keep building this, and you know. Right, you want to see maybe right after the the World Cup that you start putting everything together. If you do it before, everybody goes away for you know however long it is for three four weeks, and then you you know somebody gets injured or uh, you might lose some of that because you're away from each other for so long, playing different styles of ball, and some pit players playing more and some players are playing less. So you want that to really start taking effect right after you come back from the, the World Cup. Start rolling automatically when you come back. Because there'll be a dip for some teams afterwards as well. And if we do that, I think, uh, for me, I, I put a second this year in my uh, picks. Uh, I had Liverpool fourth. Right now, I don't think they're making the top four. I think it's going to be uh, Arsenal or, or United in fourth. So, um that's that's the way I, you know, that's the long version of the way I see it, uh, how the team is playing overall. Uh, we can get the individuals and formation-wise or tactical, however you want to do it. Definitely, definitely. I mean, on Arsenal fans uh, and that kind of point you made, uh, I, I, I do agree with that. I think seeing uh, Miss Melina on Twitter uh, doing that little knee slide, uh, I'm taking notes. Uh, I'm waiting until next week. Uh, and come, I'll come back with that. Um, I'll come back with the notes at the end of the season when we're top four. Uh, if we're above Arsenal, I might just do a little knee slide myself just to, you know, gloat a little bit. Although we don't really go down to that standard, so maybe not. I don't want to embarrass myself online. Um, but there you go. Um, yeah, you can't you can't diss Arsenal at the moment. They're playing well, but let's just wait and see until uh, a couple of their players go out, especially Jesus. Um, but there you go. Um, yeah, man. I think the most criminal thing about the World Cup is that Haaland's not even going, so he's going to get a month's break. <sighs> yeah. Well, you can't, you maybe can't that slows it. him down. Yeah, no. that maybe slows him down. And he, one thing I will say, he, he does like to pick up an injury or two. I think he is like, yeah. a bit like Harry Kane. He does have a month or two where he'll have a few injuries, not be in the squad. Um, so that might slow Man City down a little bit, but we'll see. I think Man City will win the league quite easily um, and it will be best of the rest um, which hopefully Chelsea can maintain um, I think we're playing well now and I think what for me it looks like in terms of the last few games is there are a lot of players that are there auditioning for their places in the team because obviously as it always is new manager players do want to impress um, the new manager and try and get in you've got players like Christian Pulisic who under Tuchel didn't really have a proper slot um, and needs to impress um, to either to stay at Chelsea or to make a move. I don't know what's in his mind. I don't think anyone knows what's in his mind at the moment. Ole Pulisic. Um, you've got other players, Mason Mount, who have been out of form. Aubameyang, who was a you would regard as a Tuchel man. Is he a is he a Potter man? He's got to show that, and he has. Um, you've got players like Kepa playing for places. You've got Fafana, Kilibali, who weren't originally starting in the first match and now they're starting and playing well, apart from Fafana's injury. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of players playing for places. Um, uh, you can tell that at the moment. I just want to, before I go too mental into ultimately praising this, I want to see how long it lasts because I just do not want to see these guys impress, get in the squad, and then settle down, think they're in the starting lineup properly, and then almost it starts petering back to the silly silly stuff of before. Um, plus, as you said, it's not perfect yet. There are still things that need to improve on um, from certain players. I think there's 
certain players that are still playing that are very limited. Um, but we'll kind of get into that when discussing the game. Um, in terms of the lineup, obviously you did nicely mention that it was a heavily rotated team. Um, a lot of players that you wouldn't expect in the team, a lot of rotation, uh, a lot of players completely left out, um, which in hindsight with the result was fantastic because we meant to be get to, we meant it meant we got to rest these players. But what was your first initial thoughts of the lineup when you saw it come out? Um, that was like, whoa, uh, because it's a lot of rotation, seven players. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of rotation. Um, and of course the players that were there and the players that weren't, you're like, huh. uh, okay. But you know, I, I think the, the, the gripes about, uh, lineups are kind of stupid. Um, there's no way we know more about the squad and how they're playing and, and the fitness they're in uh, than, than the people that are there, right? The coach, the physios, the people that are around these players all the time. Uh, and so I really stopped winsing and moaning about lineups last year when we couldn't predict the Tuchel lineup to save our lives, right? So <laughs> even though it got more predictable as it went on, but... I was quite, you know, okay, let's go. You know, we still need these three points. No matter who's on the pitch, you, you, we've got to go get this. And, uh, yeah, I pleasantly supri- surprised, right? Because no Tiago Silva in defense. Uh, Koulibaly's been shaky. He, he, you know, so he was, the main, he was the lead center back, right? He was the man. Uh, of the two, there you know, there's usually an alpha and a beta back there, uh, and he was supposed to be the alpha uh, running the show, and I thought he did very, very well. Uh, reminded me a little bit of Rudiger. Um, and then, of course, uh, offensively, we had uh, you know Pulisic up there with with Havertz. Uh, Gallagher, and then Mount as a kind of the three position, a second striker, 10, whatever you want to say it was. And uh, first of all, that's that's Kai Havertz's favorite, best position as well, is that free position. Um, he, what, she, what he doesn't deliver in that formation is an out-and-out striker because he'll, because of who he is and, and what the games he, how he likes to play, He's never going to be that fur- guy furthest forward, you know, running off the shoulder of the last man. That that is not that's not his game. He's more of that ten slash uh, second striker, and uh, so I thought maybe that might have been a mistake, uh, and not to have Brozia there. But you know, Kai got the first goal, so I I look pretty stupid in that. Uh, but you know, it was it, it looked for the first 40, 45 minutes that uh, we had a bunch of people that didn't hadn't played for a while. Uh, Christian had uh, poor, a couple of poor touches in the box. He had a header he should have scored on. But he didn't have the target um, and, and an informed Christian Pulisic who's playing and has the confidence that's on target at least. And I, I think if an informed Pulisic has a brace in that match, not just a singular goal and a possible uh, hat trick. But, uh, you know, he had one beautiful shot that uh, uh, Jose saw made a, you know, world-class save. Uh, that's akin to what Conor Gallagher did. Maybe with not enough as much power. But if you watch it from the, from the back angle, the spin on that ball and how it, at a certain time it just takes a 90 degree cut. I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't, I don't ever see him take a, a lot of shots out from, from outside the box, but he definitely should if he, if he can produce something like that. Um, you know, the, the, the downside was a few times our midfield got dribbled through like there was nobody there. And of course that's up to, uh, having Jorginho playing there. 
Yeah, uh, he was definitely. He's a uh, he had a he had a good game, and this is only this this is how I judge Jorginho's games. Did he complete more than ninety percent of his passes? If he did, he usually looks good. The team looks good. If it's below ninety percent, we're usually on the struggle. That's how it's been this year, and he completed ninety three percent of his passes. Uh, even had a shot on target. Uh, I think that that would probably would have snuck in. It had a lot of it had a lot of spin on it too. Uh, but he was also playing a little bit more further forward. In some cases, he wasn't always the first person to receive the ball, and uh, I like that because he's too easy to close down. But if he's the second person to receive the ball, that's usually higher up the pitch. So even if he does turn it over, it's kind of like, okay, at least you're in the opponent's half. Uh, but he did get dribbled through. I think Matthias Nunes did it once, and I maybe done it twice. And uh, it looked pretty bad. But, uh, you know, the defense... We didn't have Fafana or Silva or Reese James playing, and the defense kept a clean sheet. So, not much you can say, other than that the, the few chances they had. You know, there was a free kick from Matinho late in the first half that kept a save. Um, so, you can't say that it there was too much of a you know us you know. In the first half, there wasn't too much to defend against, and there wasn't too much threat from Wolves. The second half, there was a little bit more uh, when they got behind, and they had to pick up, you know, and press us a little bit more. There was, a, but the, even then, I didn't feel like they were ever going to score. I didn't feel like that unless unless we did something to cause it, like a mistake from us. That's the only way yeah. we're going to score. But to be fair, it is a typical Chelsea thing of. It's when most comfortable and we look like we're in control that we just do something stupid and let a goal go in. Um, it's usually to our own downfall rather than good goals against us sometimes. So it's, you always, I think I still have that, even though it is a different manager and players are supposed playing differently. I still do have that worry uh, that we will commit, stu- we will concede stupid goals. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of uh, broadly agree with a lot of what you said. Um when I saw the lineup, I was kind of like, I, I was a little bit reactionary. I'm not usually one to be very reactionary, but I was a little bit reactionary. I was kind of just like, Potter, I hope you know what you're doing, because if you get this wrong, there's going to be a whole lot of heat on that lineup. Um, and obviously, just the one thing that kind of threw me is that the whole, ro- you've done all that rotation, and then that Broja still couldn't get on the starting lineup. Um, but He's, he come on and he got his goal when he come on, so fair play to him. And I think that will give Potter something to maybe look at and maybe that might give him a chance to get some more game time. Um, but yeah, I think Mateus Nunes, I think out of all the Wolves players, did look the best. Um, I do. I still don't understand why he's gone to Wolves. I know he's Portuguese, but and Portuguese players basically go to Wolves. But I, I just... I just feel he's probably regretting that a little bit. I feel like he could have waited for a better club. Um, and he looks too, almost looks at times too good to be at Wolves. Um, but maybe it's an opportunity for someone to snap him up um, in a couple of years' time. Uh, if should Wolves still be in the Premier League, that is. Um, but yeah, I think we played overall quite well. I think, as you said, there was a lot of chances missed in the first half. But... At the same time, Wolves weren't really creating much. I think the goal came at the perfect time. I think if we went in a half-time nil-nil, I don't know how... We might have been a little bit more nervy in the second half. We might not have got the ball rolling, but I think scoring at that time, it gave us that confidence to go into the second half with a little bit of a kind of relaxed but confident um, way about us. And obviously Wolves had to then come out at us um, and that left even more spaces for us to go and score some more goals eventually in the second half. But um, it was a overall, I think, it was a fantastic game. I think some of the players that some some have surprised me. Some have just generally played very well. I think um, one person I, I kind of want to call, uh, give us a little bit of praise to is Kepa. I think Kepa 
in his last few games. The saves he's had to make, done pretty well. And I, I think it's that kind of confidence on the ball and kind of his passing around the box that almost helps us speed up. Um, have you been quite impressed with Kepa since he's come in? Yeah, actually. Um, we, he, he was always, you know, he was brought in. I remember having these conversations of what's the sweeper keeper and we needed a sweeper keeper going, you know, and that, he, that that's what he was. I can remember all the podcasts and and, and all, 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 all the streams talking about um, he's really good with his feet. He's, he's fast. He's athletic. Um, looks like an outfield player with, with the ball at his feet, which are all true. Um, he just, the only thing he lacks is is, is, is is height, right? And, of course, this confidence went. But he is very good with the ball at his feet. And considering that Mendy has left this opening, you know, I understand because of an injury, but he wasn't playing well enough to hold that big keeper position down. Uh, he was losing us games by his play on the field. And... If you're a keeper and you start losing your team games, do they actually lose from mistakes you make? You got to go. It, it, you can't stay the starting keeper because that's the one area that you're like, can win you games, but you don't want to be losing because of them. You, you, you know, the only time a keeper wants to be uh, charged for a game is for a win. You know, because he stood on his head or something like that. Not because he can't kick the ball out of the back or he gets caught on the ball or he's not positionally sound uh, where he should be for shots being beat at the front post. If you do all of that and you get then you get injured and the keeper that comes in, first of all, costs cost the team a lot of money and fits what the coach wants the new coach wants to do which is to play out of the back and sometimes directly from the keeper to start offense and he's doing all those things and you're keeping clean sheets and he's you know he, he's giving up goals but they're not anything that maybe you could look at and say he should have saved that like a, aka the, the crystal palace goal there's you know nobody's saving that that's not on him and he's helping the offense look more fluid and to play uh, just a little bit quicker, not not tons quicker, but quicker, a little bit more fluid in the buildup. Then he's got, he's going to stay. He's going to he's going to keep his position. And if he continues to play like that and doesn't make mistakes, you're now the second keeper, and you'll be coming in uh, for cup games or from you know easy UCL games, which there's only really not very many left because uh, unless we beat Milan soundly again um, to know that we're going to go through. But um, it's just one of those things that he's lost his position. It's not because of injury. He's lost his position. And um, some of the things that I've been saying for over a year about Mendy have Start. People are starting to realize that I it wasn't motivated by by anything except for me looking at him and seeing these flaws. You know, there was no other motivation but that. And even though I, that's what people charged me with, it, it is what it is. Um, he, there's a reason that he was a, a keeper almost out of football with no team a few years ago because he has flaws. And the more shots he faces because the defense has been overhauled this year, the more of those flaws you're going to see. You don't see him when it's few shots because it, you can hide those. But, you know, it's like in the morning when you, when you wake up next to the chick you brought home last night and the beer goggles are off, you, you, you're like, oh, okay, I see now, you know, oops. And uh, so you got to move. I'm sorry if that's offensive, but you know, I thought it was funny. No, uh, it's quite, it's quite great. It's quite great. I'm trying not to laugh too much. 
<laughs> but uh, it, it is what it is. And uh, so he's lost his position. People need to get over it. It's Kepa's to lose now. And if Kepa continues to play like he's playing, he will keep his position. And that's fine with me because people need to start being Chelsea, a Chelsea fan and not a fan of the manager, not a fan of a player, because those things change. The only thing that is is staying stays the same as Chelsea FC. It's not player. Players always leave, come and go. Um, managers always come and go. Hell, even owners come and go. So if you stay loyal to the to the team and not to an individual, you will find that you enjoy Chelsea and the football and the environment a lot more than if you oh my player or you know this guy or that or that person and that's that's why I'm here if that's if that's it you know you're gonna find it hard when that person is no longer there yeah I mean I, I, I unfortunately I think it's there's too much of player FC and I don't think it's going to change I think it's part of this part mostly part from this younger generation although I think it's rubbing onto some of the older fans. I think obviously some of the older match-going fans will gravitate naturally towards the English players. Country biases have probably always been there, um, so it's not that much of a surprise. But it is very frustrating to see. I think it's I, the way I look at it is what is best for the club. If I think that's best for the club, if I think this player is best for the club, then that's it. It's not. Um, I do have players that I prefer and I like, of course. Um, I, there is no, I'm not, I'm not hiding that at all. Um, I think most people know who are my best, my my favourite players and who I don't like so much. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to de- just continuously defend certain players, um, even if they've done wrong. If they're doing wrong, I'm going to call you out. If you're doing right, I'm going to praise you. Simple as that. Because if you do well for Chelsea Football Club, then you're good in my eyes. Um, and that's how it should be. Um, but yeah, I just it. I think with Kepa, I think it's he's come in, he's done well. Obviously, he's profited off the fact that Mendy has got an injury. He does have, as you said, certain traits that Potter probably likes. Um, and I think at the moment, yeah, he's he's took the chance. He's took the chance well. I think he's probably number one at the moment, and I think. It's Mendy's now. It's now up to Mendy to go. Do you want that place back, or are you settling as a second choice keeper? Um, I think he would want that first place back, of course. Um, but he'll have to try and, in the games he does get, try and prove to Potter himself that he is he has the capabilities of being number one. Whether he will do it, I don't know. I think both Kepa and Mendy both have their deficiencies. I both. I don't, I don't think either are perfect keepers or I would actually say I don't think either of them are world-class keepers I think that's an area where I think should a keeper come around that is world-class and is available I wouldn't be against potentially looking them to get that said world-class goalkeeper but um, we'll have to wait and see Um, that's obviously things thinking about the future and obviously we've still got the rest of this game to talk about Um, another player that has finally uh, contributed in terms of GNA this season. Uh, Mason Mount obviously getting the assist for both the first and second goal. Kai Havertz and I think Pulisic was it? Yeah, Pulisic second goal. Um, yep. A lot of people saying it was a fantastic game for him. I thought it was a good game compared to what he's had this season. But do you think that was a fantastic game, as some people were saying? Or do you think it's a bit more of it's good compared to to what he's done this season, but still needs to improve. Well, uh, in terms of... There's a few, a few ways you can look at it. And it's, I, it's really on your perspective of what you think Mason Mount is. Um, so let's go through the range. People think, you know, he's, he's the star boy. He's the glue. He's the minerals. You've heard these terms. 
I call him Starboy, you know, kind of sarcastically. Because if, if you're going to say he's the best player on this team, needs to be uh, a no die or putting pin on the lineup, not in pencil. Well, he hasn't played like that at all. Um, except for this game, you can say any other game he's played this season, he hadn't been at that level. Now, if you think Mason Mount's just a squad player and is just is what it is, that he'll always just be a squad player, then, then he, you could say he had, he had a good game. Um, so it's really your perspective. I gave him man of the match because he did play more like the Mason Mount that when he's at his best, he plays like. Um, and he had to assist. I don't know how much he really knew from the first one. He was just trying to get in the box because the time was running out because he was telling that whoever he received the ball from to do that as well. So, but I give him credit. He, uh, he put the ball in, obviously headed it, went in. Second ball, it was the give and go. We haven't seen that in a long time from Chelsea. It was Christian Pulisic. Uh, he got the ball through a tight space. Give him credit for that. So for me, I gave him my man of the match uh, because that's the best game um, he's played all year. And and I've I, I you know I've kind of. Uh, been taking a crap in his shepherd's pie all year as well. Uh, you know, I haven't had a good thing to say about him. So, uh, yeah, I thought that that should be what we were, at least we should be expecting that performance from Mason Mount. You know, not always, to, you're not always going to get to assist, but at least impacting the game to a point where you can say, oh, yes, he impacted the game. Not this. Well, I think he did because, you know, he's made some mountain runs a lot. No, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I want to see the impact. I want to see results from what you do. And and in this game, at least we saw that. And uh, that's what we need to see going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree. I think you obviously got the two assists. I agree with you the first one. I think how much of that was... I mean, obviously, he made the ball, so fair play to him. But how much of that was... Not just a cross and pray, obviously being the end of the first half, as you said, um, is another question. But the second goal, I I, I think me and Carlito was just looking at wow in terms of how good play that was. And we haven't seen that play, as you said, in a, in a, in a while. Um, but yeah, I think he, I think he played good um, and it's what I would expect of him. Uh, I think me and... Um, one of the other people on the Worldwide Chelsea uh, stream were kind of assessing the first half and going, well, if he's this generational player, and I'm going to use the word generational because obviously there's different ways to describe it, there was shots he was making. I said, well, he's putting that off target. If he's really generational, he should be putting that on target or scoring. So it's all up to, as we were kind of saying, you were kind of um, alluding to, it's the standard you put on him. I think he's a good player that will be in the squad for some games, won't be in the squad for others. I think there's certain games Mason Mount suits and there's certain other games where you might want another forward. Um, and it is what it is. Um, it's not a massive dig at him, but I just don't think he's someone that is a nailed-on starter every single game. Obviously, at the moment, it seems like Mason Mount is just permanent, it's whatever Chelsea manager it is, um, whether it's Tuchel, Lampard, Potter at the moment. Um, but we'll see. Um I, I do think we need to just relax some of our expectations on players. Otherwise, we just ended up ended up tearing them down anyway. Um, but I think he did have a good game uh, overall. Um, so hopefully he can continue that. Um, because if he can get more assists and more goals, brilliant. That's what all we ask for in terms of forward. You score, you assist, you play well. That's all that matters. That's all we, we pay you for. Just get on the pitch and do that. Um, but yeah, um, I think he played okay, um, pretty well. Um, in terms of obviously Christian Pulisic, obviously he's been getting a lot of heat um, with his uh, book writing, uh, which personally I just don't think that's appropriate to do when 
realistically you haven't achieved a lot in your career do that when you've retired or do that when you've won a lot, a lot of trophies premier leagues lots of champ more champions leagues um i just think it and if it's going to slag off certain people i just think it's a bit inappropriate to do while you're still playing but there you go uh, it's up to him what he wants to do but as you said good goal good finish um but first half missing a few chances do, do you think he still needs to improve do you think that's more match sharpness than anything Oh, I think Justice is gone, so I'll just um, say what I think. In terms of what I think, um, I think that obviously match sharpness is a thing. Um, I think I, this is the best Christian Pulisic I've seen, personally, um, for a long while. Um, so hopefully he can keep that up um, long in the longer term, um, because I think he is a player a Potter will like. So hopefully Potter can get the best out of him, and obviously where he's got not long his contract left at the end of the year it's uh, kind of the breaking moment do you want to stay or do you want to go so um it's a great goal from Pulisic again needs to improve in certain bits but I'm sure he will if he gets more game time just as you there yeah sorry about that I no worries I was fine I just had it on mute and I forgot to hit the mute button uh but uh yeah uh again an informed Christian Pulisic again has a brace and that game he hasn't had, you know, maybe what, I think it's 200 minutes in the Premier League this year. 200 minutes. And so he's, he's not, he's not in rhythm, he's not in form. And I know this because you saw the shot that he took from outside the box. It's not like he doesn't have talent. It's that hitting something like that with the spin on it. That's that's some, that's talent right there. That's special. Not everybody can do that. Um, and then of course he built and got better in the second half. So you knew it was had to knock the rust off, as they say. Um, not not that it's, that's an excuse anyway. Uh, it's really not. But it is what it is. He hasn't had a lot of game time. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a, not an excuse, but it's something that you can say a lot of people suffer, a lot of players suffer from when they haven't been in the squad in a while. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there, are, there are those in the squad who have had far more minutes and have produced the same amount of goal contributions. So... I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you play him, he will produce for you on the field. It's just a matter of, are you going to play him enough? That it, it is what it is. And now there's talk of him uh, going the other way with for Liao in January. And uh, that might be the case. Then I'll have a team in Syria I can go root for Right. Along with, you know, my Chelsea passion, I'll get to go see, you know, get the root for somebody in Serie A. So it's a win-win for me. Plus, I get to see Leo at Chelsea. So to me, that's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, transfers. I mean, obviously, there are plenty of players that are probably going to potentially leave. I think Ziyech, eventually someone will probably take him, um, hopefully. Um, because I just I think even under Potter I don't see a spot for him. Um, whereas Pulisic, I do see where he can play under Potter, and if he proves it, I think Potter may want to keep him. But that's totally down to one Christian Pulisic himself, two football club, and three Potter. So we'll have to wait and see about that. Um, obviously, the third goal came from Armando Brozier himself. Obviously, as we kind of mentioned both before, um, wasn't in the starting lineup. Probably most people were a bit disappointed that he wasn't. Um, but come on, looked good and scored a very fantastic goal, didn't he, Justice? Yeah. Um, he, you know, you, you, if you watch him play at all, you know he has talent. You know there's something special with this kid. He pops when he plays. 
uh, whether it's for uh, either Armenian, maybe. So uh, Albanian. I, Albanian. I get this wrong all the time. This is the second time I've had to be corrected. But yeah, you can see him when he plays for uh, Albania. You can see when he played for Southampton. You just see him, and you're like, okay, I understand. And for him to pop inside, and the little window it took, and the pace on that shot, you're like, okay, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, I think that he's being used correctly. You don't want him to come on and have to shoulder. Oh, I got a score for us to win yet. Because you're still building building him in the squad and in confidence. So to come in with really meaning, meaningless time, it's not time that's, you know, the game is won. So he can come in and play free and then gain confidence because he's able to go out there and make mistakes, right? And uh, finish was, was class. You can tell that he is the real thing. And, it, you know, I keep seeing articles about Tammy Abraham's release clause or buyback clause. And it's like, why? Why? I didn't see that from I, T- Tammy Abraham. He, you know, even though he's a good he's a good striker, he never. For me, popped like uh, Rosia does. And there's just something extra about it. So I, I, that's the way I feel. That's my perception. I think, I think he's going to be excellent. Yeah, I think obviously, as we've mentioned before, he's a, he's a young player. Um, he does have to be bred in. I agree with you in in terms of the fact that giving him the pressure off um, to come on and just express himself, I think that's the right way to go because he he is he, as we both said, he's a good player, but he does he is young, he's raw. He's still got things to work on, but it gives him time to work on them things and show himself and prove himself without the pressure so much. And then we can almost start easing him into other games where it's a smaller team. We can probably get a bit more um, joy out of it. I mean, if we do beat AC Milan comfortably and we are a bit more in the ascendancy for the Champions League, maybe it would be nice to see him maybe start one of the Zagreb or Salzburg games, see how he gets on with a bit more minutes. Um and obviously rest a few uh and if he needs to be rested or someone um but yeah I, th- I think he took his goal fantastic um really showed potter what what he can do um and shows the fans and puts does put pressure on potter to go hey maybe i need to include him a bit more um rather than giving him 20 minutes here and there maybe i put him on with one of my first substitutes if i need to get a goal or something like that um but obviously potter knows best um sees him in training so Hopefully he can show uh, he can do whatever he needs to do with Broja. Um, I'm happy we keep we kept him, um, and I'm happy to see how this goes um, because I think he's one of the few youth players that I've looked at and gone, yeah, I like him. I do really like him. It's not it's not just because you're from Cobham. It's because you are a good player. Um, unfortunately, there's too many people that just look at the Cobham tag and go, yes, he should be in the team. But for me, I look at, are you a good player? And there's Obviously, there's some I think have been good and then not turned out right. That is just the aim of the game. Sometimes you look better in other teams and then come to here and you don't look as good. Um, but I think he's one of them players that I think he really suits Chelsea as well. He's that type, type of striker that Chelsea have always liked. No matter how we've played, we've always liked that type of striker. Um, so hopefully he can flourish. Um, obviously, it's nice as well uh, with him being Albanian that he does get games for his national international team. Um, and that he can develop experience like that because that is a good experience to have and have from an early age. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, and I don't think Albania are at the World Cup, so that also gives us another player that can be in the squad and is rested during the World Cup campaign, which is always nice. Um, obviously, you mentioned obviously Mason Mount played very well. Um, other midfielders didn't play very well, but um, one other player I wanted to mention before we finish was um, Conor Gallagher. Um, obviously, hasn't had the best of starts, um, had 
some issues. Obviously, got sent off, which I think for me at the time I was very angry about, and for me that almost lost his chance at Chelsea. But he's come in, and personally for me, I really liked the way he played. Obviously, um, in terms of actual stats, the goals just didn't create anything. Um, but the passes, and I almost you started seeing the Conor Gallagher from. Palace a little bit more and you started seeing a bit more of the player obviously playing a bit more further forward than he has under Tuchel um what did you think of Conor Gallagher's game yesterday yeah I thought he was is very he was very good unlucky that he didn't really have a had some half chances but not really a a real good chance uh of course he had the winner at Crystal Palace which is something special for him um so yeah it was he's he, he's a he's a more forward player. He's more almost again. He's kind of the same position that you would say Mount Kai Mount Kai are in. He's kind of that ten. He can play wide, but I think he's better right there in the center as that ten. And it seems we have a plethora of of, of those types of players on the team. There's three of them right there. And uh, but he was good wide. He pressed really well. He was physical. He did all the things that you could do, bar scoring or assisting. Right? He, he you know, he he lit those stats up. Uh, so yeah. Plus he was on set pieces, which I thought he was. He they were better than they have been. Um, didn't lead to anything, but I uh, don't remember two of them, too many of them not being the first man. Which, you know, yeah. I really love that. I remember one, and I was like, oh, no, here we go. Here we go again. Um, but thankfully, um, not many. Most of them went into the box and actually created some decent chances. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think he played well. And I think, again, it's another good squad player to use um, in the team. Um, one more thing that I kind of want to speak about before we do actually finish. Um, was someone that didn't play and, quite frankly, hasn't played. We haven't seen it at all. Um, since basically he signed on deadline day, Dennis Sakaria obviously hasn't got a minute um, in any game under either Tuchel or um, Potter. Obviously, didn't have much time under Tuchel, um, and obviously a lot of games coming thick and fast. A lot of away tires that they're against teams. Yes, they're mid-table teams, but they aren't the easiest games in the world. You've still got the likes of Manchester United as well, Arsenal, Man City to play before Carabao, uh, before the um, World Cup. Um, are you maybe concerned that we've brought another player in that's not really getting any minutes at all? Well, there's usually a reason that players were on loan or available for loan. Um, yeah, you're not going to get... Uh, Top flight talent on loan, unless you know it's a younger talent type thing, and sometimes those things can happen. But uh, Zakaria, uh, I, I watched a lot of him because I, you know, I watched a lot of Bundesliga, and when he was under uh, Rosa at uh, Bayern München Gladbach, he actually played as a drop in six between two center backs uh, and played very well. That's when he was, his name was all the rage. Uh, he had a knee injury, I believe. Went to Juventus. Wasn't used a whole lot. You know, kind of recovering from the knee and not getting a whole lot of game time. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that he's up to Number one, match sharpness, and number two, I, I think he's having a hard having a hard time dealing with the speed and physicality of Premier League players in practice, and so you're not going to see game time if that's the case, right? You just can't. Uh, if you're if you're getting beat in practice by pace and, and the same things over and over, uh, and you're you can't. And you look like you can't handle it. It's a, it's a, uh, uh, something you haven't adjusted to yet. Then you can't put them on the pitch. That said, we finish off Milan on on Tuesday. 
maybe uh, you know a Salzburg or a, a, a Zagreb. It, you know, if we secure a play, our place, and I want to be first, I don't want to get some of the first place teams you could get. Um, then you could see him come on. Uh, you do have Carabao, but that's Man City. <laughs> you know, that's that's the Carabao Cup we get to play. <laughs> we get to play. You know, there's one team nobody wants to face. And, and again, I'll reiterate, it's not Arsenal. It's Man City because they, you know, they got the machine up front. The machine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to talk about Haaland because it's just, it just makes me upset that we didn't sign him in the first place. But there you go. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think there's, there's not really many games for him to play in. Um, I hope it is. Well, I, I don't hope because I. I do want someone to play because unfortunately he's in that position where Jorginho can be finally dropped out of the side. I think we need a player almost like Zakara in that team. Um, I get that Jorginho does some good things, but he is a limited player. and I, I don't think we move forward properly without uh, in a back four without Jorginho, with Jorginho in there. I think there's always that threat on the counter-attack. Um, obviously, if Zakara is struggling with speed in the Premier League, then obviously again, that's a similar problem to Jorginho anyway, so if that is the is if that is true then we're just going to have to deal with Jorginho for um, another year um, or we go and get someone in January. I wonder, I was saying this to a couple of people um, yesterday, whether Zakaria is just a body to fill in and whether we're still going to go in for someone like Alvarez in January or another defensive midfielder to bring into this side in January and just almost let him go back to Juventus as a recall because I think if obviously he doesn't play more than a couple of games before um, the World Cup, World Cup, I don't think he's going to be happy to stay. Um, I don't think Juventus will want him to stay playing nothing uh, and just sitting on the bench, or not even sitting on the bench, just staying at home all the time. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but I'd like to just see him at see him do something so I can just have that question answered whether of what why why he's not being played and if he's good enough or not because um, I think if we do get the Zakaria from uh, Borussia Mission Gas back um, then that is a player that we most definitely need and will definitely benefit from um, in the team um, but we have to wait and see um, obviously games come thick and fast um, by the time everyone's listened to this, it'll be Monday um, or Tuesday. So we'll be facing Inter Milan, uh, AC Milan in the next 48 hours. Um, Jess, as you look forward to that match, obviously beaten 3-0 um, last week. But do you think it'll be that easy this time round? Or do you think Milan will be becoming, coming a lot more prepared? No, I told you it's going to be a return of the, of the tree nils. So tree nil. Well, it'll be it'll be nice if we can get another three now. Uh, we'll wait and see whether we get that. I, I'm go- I'm still pessimistic at the moment, so I'm going to go with a two-one um, for that game. Um, I do think Milan will be better. I think they have to be better because they were quite frankly terrible. Um, I do think they'll get a goal from someone. Um, most likely that number six. Um, but we will speak. Well, we won't speak about because he just annoys me. Um, but there you go. Um, but I think we'll still score plenty of attack. I think Abamian will get another goal because I think he's looking good at the moment. Uh, he's looking like the striker I wanted in the first place. So um, it's glad, <laughs> good to have him here. Um, and it's always good to have another Arsenal player to potentially win trophies at Stamford Bridge because um, that's what they do. Arsenal players come to win trophies. Uh, Chelsea players go to Arsenal to retire. Uh, so Molina, just remind you of that before you start again hyped up about Arsenal at the moment, but there you go. Um, so this is the end of what is another wonderful Chelsea Worldwide Chelsea podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. We will not take a long break like we have again. Um, we'll be back with regular episodes. Me and Jester's back on again. We'll have me and Wayne doing the women's um, podcasts once their international break is over. Uh, and we'll be having plenty of new guests and returning guests come on as well. 
um, to review the rest of this Premier League season up until the World Cup. And then the World Cup will figure out something to do, uh, at least. Obviously, the England-USA game is obviously a thing of a contentious game, to say the least. Um, and we'll be interested in how that goes. But we'll plan some content for you guys anyway. Um, Jesters, thank you for coming on again for what has seemed a long time. But I've enjoyed it very, very much. Oh, me as well. It's always good to come come talk uh, football with with good people who know what they're talking about. Well, uh, I'm I'm happy to take that compliment, and I will uh, fire the same back at you because you definitely know your stuff. Um, so, guys, thank you for listening once again. Uh, make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple, and all your po- podcast um, apps of choice. Um, if you want to leave us a review on either of them please do so because we're getting more and more reviews, more and more comments, and then we can help improve the channel going into this season and next. Um, and we want to improve the content with the big, new, exciting features that we will start to be bringing in uh, soon. Um, so make sure you stay tuned every week. Look for Worldwide Chelsea on Spotify, Apple, uh, to find all the latest episodes recovering your favourite Chelsea team. Uh, this is Matt. This is Jesters.